This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. Hi, for short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's the debut podcast of the CNC Golf Factory. I'm Andy Hanselman. You might know me from great, great shows like the morning after where I was kind of a guest person guy to do things every once in a while. Weekend Joe, uh, primetime with Joe Roderick, Joe Roderick's co-host on uh, on Claves Online and on 590 The Fan for years and years. So proud, proud, proud to be putting this out with a couple of great guys um talking st louis golf uh uh, the our our hosts are he is the executive director of the metropolitan amateur golf association it's (laughs) kurt roey who uh i met through our good friend uh matt berger and then also we have the head pga professional at st albans country club and his name is kurt goss kurt and kurt welcome it's the cnc golf factory it's finally coming to fruition Kurt Goss, why don't you uh, take a little, take a few minutes here to kind of tell the people about who you are and, and what you do. So this let you guys know, this is kind of our episode zero, uh, just kind of letting you guys know what's coming, uh, what, what, uh, what we're going to be talking about, and, uh, and who these guys are. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you, Andy. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, yes, as Andy mentioned, I am our uh, PGA head professional over at the beautiful Country Club of St. Albans. Uh, been there uh, almost nine years on the day, uh, and uh, I, I work for one of the local legends, uh, Joe Schwent, um, and I, I work for 450 incredible members, uh, two great golf courses, heavily active membership, and uh, like many other golf professionals or anybody in our industry, I wear a number of hats, whether that's a uh, Club fitting, teaching, merchandise uh, today, opening nine hole ladies league, uh, making sure everybody's got the golf genius app and uh, everybody's got a gin handicap if they're new to the club. So, uh, you know, just just doing everything I can to uh, make our members lives a little bit easier. And uh, I'm from the St. Louis area, Uh, grew up in South County, Limburg School District, Uh, like most people, 98 percent of us never leave this uh, this great town. And uh, I didn't either. Played uh, junior golf, high school golf at Lindbergh, college golf for uh, three years at uh, Webster University and graduated about 18 years ago and said, uh, what do I do? I'm making about $7.15 an hour at 23 years old at Dillard's and, uh, and I'm graduating college. So uh, Jeff Field, uh, who used to be at uh, Fox Run, uh, gave me a chance and uh, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, luckily he put up with me for a couple of years as uh, I was a little bit of a knucklehead, but uh Fast forward 18 years later, I've uh, again, I've been a part of a great facility for nearly a decade. And uh, I, uh, I think St. Albans is a fantastic place. And uh, for me, I kind of look at it as my uh, final resting place. 
and uh, I've got to know Kurt Rowey for many years, like everybody else in the golfing community. And uh, we're also uh, very fortunate to have uh, Kurt as a uh, fellow member or a member at the club. And uh, we talked about this, I don't know, year, year and a half ago when you were on Cypher, you know, number of the events that we uh, we help host or you run and we have at the club. And I think uh, a couple of times we were talking during a rain delay and Kurt said, let's get this going before the season's uh, in full swing. And it's in full swing because the past couple of days have been 12, 13 hours. Uh, so I, I have a very fortunate, uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have a great family that uh, puts up with it. But uh, they know I love what I do, even though uh, it's long days and it's weekends. But uh, so, yeah, when you, so when you first got into the golf business, you, did you make more money as an assistant pro or at Dillard's? <laughs> <laughs> A little more as an assistant pro at Fox Run. Uh, I, yeah. A huge jump in pay. I went from seven fifteen an hour. I think I was the lowest paid employee at Dillard's at that time. Um, and I jumped up to $10 an hour with a college degree. And uh, I was living high on the hogs, still in mom's and dad's basement. Oh, that's big money living living with mom and dad. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I going out every night, you know, uh, Hessler's Pub off uh, – uh, tests on ferry back in the day by Concord Bowl, uh, $4 for a picture of Natty. Um, but no, uh, I, I've come a long way and uh, it, it's been a blessing. And uh, St. Albans is a great place. I can't say enough great things about it. Kurt, looking forward to working with you on this. Kurt Rowe, you're up next. Why don't you uh, tell the fine folks about you and what you do and your, your history in the, uh, in the golf world here in St. Louis? Yeah, Andy. Yeah, thanks. And uh, as as Andy mentioned, executive director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association. Uh, first, what we do for a lot of people who don't know what the Metropolitan Golf Association does, we're we're one of fifty nine allied golf associations licensed by the USGA in uh, in the United States to provide services, uh, golf services to golfers and clubs like St. Albans and many other clubs. Uh, those golf services are the Gin Handicap Service. So we provide that to clubs and golfers and course rating services. A lot of people see a USGA course and slope rating out there. They, they wonder where that comes from. That's a function of what we do that we're licensed to go out and perform those ratings at clubs. And then the other side is competitions. We'll run, uh, conduct about 35 events, you know, this coming starting in three weeks from Saturday, we'll, we'll kick off the season and go through almost through October running championships, USGA qualifying rounds. We'll, we do qualifying for the United States Open, for the U.S. Women's Open, uh, U.S. Amateur. Uh, we'll do nine of those this year. And then, then we have another amateur series of events. But So that's what the Metropolitan Golf Association does. And, yeah, I've been doing that. I've been – this is – I'm going into my – see, 2000, October of 01, I started f- full-time. So I'm going into my 22nd season, 22nd year uh, with the Golf Association as a full-time staff member. I actually started in 1998 as an intern. And did that for a couple of years. Uh, went to St. Louis University. I'm from uh, Washington, Missouri, out out west. So, as Kurt said, I haven't, I have not left the St. Louis area. Uh, went to high school at Washington in Washington High, Washington High School, and then ended up at St. Louis University. Um, my golf, uh, how I got into golf, is a little probably strange. I, I I wasn't a golfer, didn't play. We didn't even have golf at Washington High. I was a baseball player. Played a couple years of college of, of junior college baseball. Broke um, Matt but, broke Matt Berger's hand. Right? Uh, yeah, busted his thumb up one time. <laughs> yep, that's, he he likes to tell that story. Although I, now he's I, got that scar going up his bicep or whatever he's done. I'm I'm out of the picture finally. Twenty seven <laughs> years later than it was at the uh, Owensville High School when I he got I got one little inside on him and he took one off the thumb and bled like a stuck hog all over home plate at, at Owensville. But. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he still lets he still lets me know it though. But, oh, I know. I know. Um, very very yep. proud of that story. He is. He is. Um, but yeah, so my golf journey, you know, really started uh, when Boone Valley opened back in 1992. I d- was looking for something to do that summer, and I started caddying, and I caddied for probably about a month. And they realized they didn't have they didn't hire any cart staff or bag staff, and they took our the the caddies. They said, "Who wants to you know do this?" instead of just coming down and sitting around waiting for a loop, you know, who wants to get paid a little more and they threw our names in the hat and I was fortunate to get my name picked out and did that for three summers. And then, uh, then did, then worked on the maintenance career at Boone for six, for three summers. So six summers total at Boone Valley still had no intention of going, you know, into the golf business. In fact, they, on maintenance, they, the guys tried to, they wanted me to go to turf school. I was deciding, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go to school? They wanted me to go to turf school, become a superintendent. And I clearly remember saying, I'm not spending the rest of my life on a golf course. And what have I done? I've spent my life on a golf course. <laughs> um, completely different, but also very valuable. And what I do from a championship standpoint, having that background and understanding the, you know, the maintenance side, uh, I'm very fond and I'm very close with a lot of superintendents in town and um, even a member of the Mississippi Valley Superintendents Association. Uh, so I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with those guys and, 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 you know, I'm very, very proud of that. But uh, anyway, so then I, I've, I finished at SLU and I was like, what am I going to do that summer? I was probably going to work at Algonquin and for Tim Rothler, who was the superintendent there at the time, who's now at Old Warson. And uh, I happened to see an ad in the paper for an internship with this Metropolitan Golf Association and really had no idea what it was all about. But I answered it and lo and behold, Tom O'Toole hired me in the summer of 98 and really here I am. Like I said, I, I took two years off after I graduated college. I worked at Franklin County Country Club out in Washington, um, which was great. And, but I was looking to get back in the admin side and, uh, in that, in the summer of 01, uh, they were conducting, Metropolitan was conducting their junior championship in Franklin County. And Tom's like, how's it going? I'm like, everything's going great, but I, I want to get back in the administrative. And he said, let's talk before we make any decisions for you make any decisions. And there it was in October of 01, I came back full time with the golf association and, and, um, uh, it's been a great run. Uh, people ask me all the time. It, it must be, uh, you, you must like it. And I said, well, if you've been here 22 years, I, I must like it. Right. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been blessed to, uh, to go a lot of great places, meet a lot of great people. I've made a lot of friends. Um, I mean, you know, just what we're doing right now. I mean, I've known Kurt for a long time and, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends in, in the business on the superintendent side, the professional side and GM side, you know, all of them. And I, I love working with all these clubs. And uh, so I'm, you know, I just I, I've been blessed and never thought that golf. I mean, I to real quickly, you know, my golf story, I did start playing a little bit, but I this is an honest to God's truth story. Um, I grew up in I say Washington. I actually grew up in a little town across the river, Dutso, Missouri. That is it's very tiny. There's not even there's no stoplight. But uh, my brother's best friends were farmers, and but they also liked to play golf. And in the summertime, they had a back cow pasture, and they would cut nine circles out in that cow pasture and stick a flag stick in the middle of it. And they had two Harley-Davidson three-wheel golf carts, and we threw some old clubs in the back, and we would head back to that back pasture. I probably started that when I was 13 or 14 years old, and that was my first introduction to ever playing the game. And, uh, you know, I, I – kind of got hooked and get, you know, start playing a little more as I got older, but you know, never was never competitive or anything like that. But uh, you know, I, I do love to play a little bit, but sure. Um, you know, it's this, so that's, that's my, uh, that's my story. And uh, you know, I'm just, uh, as Kurt said, 
you know, a year, two, three years ago, I, I think he, yeah, he kind of said something to me jokingly, I believe. Or, well, I thought it was jokingly at times, like we should do a podcast and call it CSC Golf Factory. And I, I'm sure I laughed at him and said, "Yeah, you're, you're full, of, you know what?" But <laughs> uh, we kept, but we kept talking about it more and more. And I always had, I had an idea of doing a podcast, and I, we're going to get into that of why. But um, you know, this past year, I was a little more serious this winter about it, and I called Kurt. And I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call Andy Handelman because I know Andy, and because we had Kurt and I have no idea what we're doing and right. how to get this thing started. Yeah, I don't I don't either. To say the least. Yeah, <laughs> to say I'm the, the least. I'm the, I'm the, blind, um, the blind here, man. I, I think I've even Googled it, and that didn't get me anywhere. And usually no. that gets you about anywhere. So, uh, but anyway, so that's that's how we got to this point, and you know, I, I'm excited for it, and and uh, you know, I, I'm. I'm excited to do this with Kurt and, and, uh, appreciate, you know, Andy, all the help you've been so far and, you know, leading us, leading us, our, uh, our journey here. Well, I think there's a, there's, there's a really big need, um, you know, with, with, for, for this kind of content with, with the passing of our good friend, Jay Randolph jr. Who hosted fairways and greens for the better part of, you know, 20 plus years on random radio stations throughout St. Louis and really focused on local golf. And, but it would also talk, you know, we'd talk about, you know, the you know, the Masters is going on this week, but talk about, you know, major championships and, P- and PGA Tour, but w- with some emphasis on local golf. Um, we we want to make it very, very clear from the get-go that the focus of this podcast will be local golf, local PGA professionals, uh, USGA championship qualifying tournaments, um, how to get involved, how to get your kids involved, um, different things that you can do to make your golfing experience, you know, here in St. Louis better to, yeah. you know, to, to, to make sure that you know about the things that you want to know about. And I, even, even when Jay was doing it, I had, I had, I had ideas of, of doing this well, but of course, you know, with, with him doing, it, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. And then after his passing, you know, it was, I feel like there was kind of a, a, a door open for, for that, for the, someone to, to fill those shoes, those very, very big shoes. Cause you know, all of us respected Jay so, so much for what he did for the golf, for the golf community in St. Louis. And uh, he's, he's missed dearly, you know, um, yep. but it's a, it's an honor to be with both of you. Your uh, the reputations of your organizations and your clubs um, precede you. And those organizations are great because of guys like you, because you guys are there and, uh, and you guys provide a lot of credibility and a lot of uh, and a lot of insight and knowledge that I think people really want to know about. So I'm 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 very very thankful that that you guys in, involved me with this as well. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. So with that said, let's talk a little about a little bit what's going on. Um, and we have so just to be completely transparent with the listeners listeners as well. Um, we're auditioning this podcast for a couple of different sites. Um, we're not sure where we're quite we're going to land. So. Um, by the time this goes live, um, it might be a week later after we record it. So let's talk about things that are happening in the next month or so that people can get involved with. Um, things that maybe you guys wanted that you wanted to bring up, uh, different things going on at St. Albans or different things going on with the with the Gateway PGA section and, and Kurt Rowe with you with the with the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association. Kurt, you want me to take this or you want Yeah, go ahead. Far away. Yeah. So, Andy, as you mentioned, um, for all of our listeners, uh, Kurt's running the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association, not only just amateur events, obviously, like you said, qualifiers. And then I'm a part of a different organization, part of the Gateway section. Uh, we're one of 41 um, sections around the country for the PGA. 
Um, again, we are uh, club professionals. We were, a lot of us were better amateur players than we were professionals. Um, but our goal is to grow the game of golf. And from the, uh, you know, the gateway section or the great way we like to call it, um, there's plenty of uh, junior programs to get involved with uh, all ages. There's also things like the drive, chip and putt. Again, you might've saw that this past weekend um, at Augusta. Uh, they do that on that Sunday before practice rounds really kick off. But going back to what we're doing at the country club of St. Albans is we have uh, a large junior golf pr- program. We use a program called uh, golf operation 36 or golf op 36 um, uh, a lot of instruction and then playing nine holes each week. We even have a, another uh, junior golf program called tiny tigers on Thursday evenings for an hour. And this is where we see them as little as three up to about seven years old before they kind of graduate to that uh, nine hole program that golf up 36. We also have a couple teams each season in uh, the PJ junior league. Uh, it's not uh, Mike Surrey over uh, in Edwardsville. Andy, I know you're good friends with Mike. Mike's got about 482,000 kids over there. I believe <laughs> uh, a little bit more than our uh, 24 or 36 in our junior league, but altogether at St. Albans, we probably will have about 110 junior golfers between op 36 tiny tigers. And then again, we can put our students in the right or point them in the right direction of, Hey, here's these junior events with the gateway section. And then some kids, as they get a little bit older and develop, they'll start playing things like AJGA. And um, that's kind of like that uh, travel uh, baseball leagues, you know, or select leagues. I mean, so a little uh, more intense, uh, some better play. And uh, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, families are traveling around the country and playing some uh, bigger events. And um, But, no, it, it's great. Um, going back six years ago already, uh, 2017, we hosted – the uh, girls junior PJ championship. And then a week or two weeks later, we had the boys junior PJ championship and both winners, the girls, uh, she played at about 6,400 for four days on Lewis and Clark. And uh, she was 14 shot 20 under. She has been for the past three years, the number one amateur female in the world, Rose Zhang and kudos to her uh, this past week. She won the uh, women's uh, national amateur championship at Augusta, which was the fourth plane. And then uh, Akshay, um, I will always butcher his last name, so I'm not going to try. But if you (laughs) will search Akshay on the PGA Tour, he was the young man at 15 who set the course record from about just shy of 7,100 on Lewis and Clark two weeks later. Shot 61 in the first round. And uh, he's now, I think, pretty much locked up his uh, tour card for this uh, or for the rest of this year and probably next year based on a couple top performances. So. From the gateway section, St. Albans standpoint, we're doing our part to grow the game. Um, and youth is more than ever. It's important because I'm still going to need a job for at least 20 years. So if these uh, seven, eight year olds, 20 years from now, they're going to be country club members or looking to play places. So uh, um, I need them to uh, enjoy the game. So I still have a, a place to work 20 years down the road. Um, and uh, hopefully I can uh, call it quits in 20 years. No, I'm kidding. Or, I look if, like if you <laughs> If you have a uh, right, if you have a if you have a kid who you know has some talent in golf and want to get them involved with AJGA, mm-hmm. what kind of player does that player? What, what kind of player does that player need to be? And what are what are some of the, like what are some of the commitments that need to be made in order for for that to be a successful venture for somebody? Sure. So I mean, we we see it typically in that sixth, seventh, eighth grade range. I mean, from our standpoint, uh, science tells us that they should still be playing more than just one activity until they're probably about 16 because their bodies are growing. But 
if they really want to put the emphasis into golf or whatever sport it is, but in our area for golf, um, you just start to see the dedication and, and you see it. I mean, for instance, we have um, Brooke Beerman, who's a sophomore at Michigan State, who's a member, and uh, Drew Neenhouse, who's at Penn State as a sophomore. Two ladies that were crushing it on the local scene, playing D1, big time golf. And they just, you would see them out there like on days hitting on the range in December with snow flurries and it's 30. And when you look out the window, it's like they're dedicated. I'm not crazy enough to go out there. But again, 20 years ago, I probably was out there in, you know, a t-shirt trying to bang balls because I loved it and the cold didn't bother me as much, but at 41, it bothers me, but they just have to have the dedication, I think. And uh, put in the time and and more importantly you see them get more mature over time their bodies are growing they're understanding their swings um, most of them are working with instructors I have a handful of younger students but I'm not a full-time instructor we have a new instructor at the property Ryan Martin just joined us this past week he has some top level junior players or you know there's Rob Sadorsic there's Brian Foth there's plenty of great instructors in this area and those are the type of instructors that if you're a player or you got your family and you got a youngster and you don't have an instructor, it might not be cheap, but you need to find somebody that kind of one, give them the right direction, but also help them grow mentally. Because uh, I think the three of us know that this game uh, over the years, as we get older, becomes a little more of a, a pain up what? here. What? Uh, no. Yeah, no. When you're no. 20 and you're a decent player, it doesn't bother you anymore. You don't think <laughs> about anything. But um, the main thing is just competing understanding that in the game of golf, um, it's okay to be a loser. It sounds bad, but uh, I always use the example of Bryony Baird. Bryony Baird, I don't think, ever won a PGA Tour tournament, played nearly 500, and I think he did okay for himself financially. You're not going to – even Tiger Woods averaged, what, 25 26% wins? If that was our homework, our test back in school back in the day, we were failing. And, and so, again, in golf, you have to understand that you're not going to win every week um, unless you're Rose Zhang, it seems like, for the past few years. But um, just just find a mentor, find a coach. And there's also books out there. Dr. Bob Rotel is a good uh, good one to read and, and just kind of hone in and, uh, you know, just be dedicated to it. You mentioned him earlier, Mike Surrey, uh, uh, Gateway PGA uh, member. Uh, who I believe was a past president of the uh, Gateway PGA, runs one of the largest PGA junior leagues in the country. Uh, I think it's number two, Andy. Yeah, I think, I think it's number three. So uh, I was, you're talking about kids out of St. Albans. If somebody wants to, and, and PGA Junior League is a great way to get your kid involved with golf. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not a member at St. Albans, but they want to go play somewhere, how mm-hmm. can they get their kids involved with that? So just going to our site, uh, the Gateway PGA, um, you can just Google search and uh, look up our section and then uh, it's going to point you in the right direction. Um, Even if you go to uh, uh, PGA.com, the PGA um, for the entire nation, uh, there are camps and uh, instructors that you can find. PGA Coach is out there. So again, being myself, I grew up public golf. Um, so I didn't grow up in a country club. I wasn't dedicated to one pro or an assistant that took me under their wing. It was usually mom and dad trying to find um, somewhere or someone to uh, guide me in the right direction. I had a handful of instructors and then I really kind of found uh, someone to latch onto when I was 16 and, and started in the golf business at 
Sunset Lakes uh, many moons ago as a cart boy. Um, but it was where my high school team played. And uh, one of the retired guys who was uh, very educated in the game of golf was willing to give me free lessons uh, when I wasn't uh, doing my uh, cart boy duties. I'm sorry, the phone's dinging. I apologize. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of people and, and I get, you know, it's my turn to give it back to with students. Um, and uh, I enjoy it. You know, tonight I had one of my young 11 year olds and it's just fun to see this year compared to last year, just getting stronger and the swing is more repeatable. And he's understanding that he's 11. He's not going to hit it 330. It's more about finding fairways and finding, finding the center of the club face. Um, and it's just fun to see how much more mature this young man is. And I enjoy it. And his mom and I had a nice chat about it and uh, it's good to hear from her. She's like, he really latches onto me, which is good. And it's probably because I have a maturity level of an 11 year old. So we kind of, <laughs> I was, I was about that age when I started taking my first lessons and mm-hmm. it was, it was extremely helpful into developing the swing that I have today. It's, I mean, people still compliment my swing about how, about how smooth my tempo is and, how good it looks, but I'm a mental head case on the golf course. So that's why you do. So, so, so I'm a, yeah. So, so I'm a 14 handicap. So I learned, a, I learned a lot of the basics, you know, from, from a PGA pro like you at a, at a very young age. So it, it, it believe me guys, it, it, it works, but some, you know, some kids are just blessed with that hand-eye coordination. I didn't really have yeah. that too much either. Mm-hmm. So Kurt, that's all great, great information. Kurt Rowey. You're up next. What do you have going on with the uh, Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in the next month or so? Yeah, so we're, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, three weeks from Saturday, we kick off our season, our, you know, our championship season. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've got a lot going on. You know, I get that question all the time. We're like, well, champ- there's no tournaments going on. So, you know, what do you, what do you, I, there's still people who can't believe this is actually a full-time job for me. They think <laughs> I take the, you know, take the winter off and I got something else going on. Um, you know, we're busy all year long and, um, uh, so, like, you know, in March, March kind of kind of gets things going. Score posting season starts. People start posting their scores for handicap. So, a lot of that's, you know, happening. We're helping clubs get, you know, get that set up, get ready to go in there. Uh, but, yeah, the championship season starts uh, the end of April. Um, April 29th and 30th is our Old Warson Cup. Is our kind of our kickoff event every year. That's our, our match play championship. It's played at Old Warson. Obviously, that's why it's old, the Old Warson Cup. Um, but, but we – May is crazy, crazy busy month for us. We got a Warson Cup. I got uh, the East Side Amateur. Uh, we kick off our amateur series, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, down the road. That's that's that the first Monday in May. East Side Amateur Gateway. I got U.S. Open qualifying on the 15th, local qualifying, and then we have the Metropolitan Open Championship at the Country Club of St. Albans. Uh, this is going to be our 18th year of the Metropolitan Open, which has grown. Um, you know, if I I'd be, I'm going to be try to be humble about it. You know, I think it's grown to one of the best, you know, state uh, regional opens in the country. We'll have golf professionals from in the last couple of years has been 25, 30 States come in uh, that, you know, big thing, you know, they're paying, they're going to play, they're going to play for a hundred thousand dollar purse, you know, $25,000 first prize. And, you know, the pros we're getting are those guys that are, you know, they're, they're trying to make it. So $25,000 is a big, big deal for, for these guys. Yeah. We do have guys who are, who've had some status on the corn Ferry tour, maybe even PGA tour, uh at, at some point um but a lot of them have gone from there and you know gone on and having success you know adam shank for instance two three weeks ago you know gosh he was so close down at valspar uh 
he was tied going into the 18th hole, led the whole way. Um, but he won the, he won our open at St. Albans in 2015. Uh, so it's really cool to, you know, follow a guy like that. Who's, you know, made it, he's now on the PGA tour. Um, and you know, there's, there's other success stories, but then we, we, yeah, we get through May, but you know, May's a crazy, crazy busy month. Um, it's even crazier for me because my interns haven't started yet. They'll, they'll start about mid May. So I get, they get thrown right into the fire, uh, probably actually open week, you know, about that time. So they get, to they get a baptism by fire, you know, they'll be drinking from a water hose from the, from the hose that weekend, that week. But, um, but yeah, you know, like on it's between it's our championships, it's USJ qualifying rounds. I mentioned us open later in May, we've got us women's open qualifying. We're great. We're fortunate. We're conducting that it's at a uh, bell reef country club this year. Uh, and so that's in us women's open. That's, that's a one day, 36 holes, you know, just a couple ladies are going to, they're going to go right to the women's open, which is uh, at Pebble beach this year um, for the first time ever, the women's open. There, there you go. <laughs> Kurt's, nice. merchandising, Kurt's merchandising hat just popped up, up there on, on his head. <laughs> Subtle brag. That's all right. And uh, so, you know, it just, yeah, I mean, a lot going on. And, you know, we're, we're busy with, uh, we'll get into it today, probably today, but with the, our, our Normandy Reimagined project, um, that's, that's a big, big thing that's going on. I'm constantly, you know, working on that or with, you know, with our group uh, with that. Um, and then, um <laughs> And then this, <laughs> right? You know, trying to get this going, and, and and yeah, let's start this right as the season gets going. Yeah, that's yeah, probably like we talked fun. about it. Our we had, we had a little planning powwow, just kind of meet everybody and say yeah. hi. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'd say you know, guys, I I need something else to do. Like I need a like a, <laughs> I can, I, like I need a hole in the head. Sorry, here, well, here we are. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, Kurt and I talked a, about that. You know, it's not like on. you know, I'm not looking for more to do, um, and neither is Kurt, but. <laughs> You know, I I, want, I do want to touch on Andy. You touched on a little bit, and and that's the the, the, the focus of this is about the local golf, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about. And yeah, I agree. You know, you, you meant you know you mentioned Jay. Obviously, what he did was great for the twenty plus years. You know, I I was fortunate enough to be on with him several times over those twenty years to talk Metropolitan Golf Association, talk you know local people. But you know, I just think I, I think this is it, it, it's it's the focus is to to highlight you know, the local players, golfers, and I'll even, you know, maybe superintendent sometimes, maybe it's, you know, merchandisers, you know, it can, it can be a, all, you know, a wide range of people that have something to do with golf in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, that's, that's our focus here. And that's, that's really what we want to hit home and, and, and get out there. Yep. Well, I think this was a great episode zero guys. And you guys did a great job talking about yourselves and what you, and what you guys do and what you want to do with this, with this podcast and i think uh i think it'll be a, a, an astounding success no matter where it lands so uh kurt any uh or kurt rowey any uh wrap-up thoughts for your for the listeners um all, all ten of them party get going <laughs> you got ten? uh maybe i thought that's i thought that's what the two dings kurt had coming over his phone those are our two listeners that, that, that were yeah in. my the... parole officer was looking for me ah. <laughs> um no, I just I just want to say thank you again to Andy, and you know I, I'm excited about this. Uh, you know we're um, it just I, I think there's some I think there's some potential here, and mm-hmm. you know the more we I mean we last Friday you know we kind of teased it a little bit. Um, even my, you know my my graphic artists my, my really my my graphic arts came out oh, and the fantastic. little logo I put together. Um, I mean you guys hyped it up way more but you know I, I i teased it on you know some social media and you know kurt texted me later that night is like 
I think we, you know, we've got a pretty good response about this. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think it's there and we just, you know, we'll just keep pushing it out there. And, no. um, you know, the, the people I've talked to, or I've ran into, and then I've ran it. I've people, I had people uh, say something to me who I didn't even realize they saw it, you know, so they're, you know, that's, I think that's, what's great about social media, you know, just because they don't like it or comment on it, you know, the, the people are still seeing it. And, you know, I had people make I, that I've ran into over this past week. They're like, that looks really cool. So, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll keep plugging along and, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, obviously it's a, it's, you know, like to say, we'll walk before we run, but um, I think we're on a, on the right track and I think we've got something good going here. For sure. Gus wrap up thoughts from you. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, one, we appreciate what you're doing, Andy, because uh, again, uh, Kurt and I would both be uh, lost um, right now. <laughs> I'm always lost just so you know, but uh, no, it, it, it's a great start. And like uh, Kurt said, I mean, there's a lot of great individuals in our territory, both the area that uh, he runs and overseas and our uh, gateway section. I mean, there's so many individuals that do so much to help grow this game and make these facilities great that there's people, there's golfers, there's employees, there's parents, whomever it is. There's so many people that we don't get to hear about often. And I think that's part of the, you know, the where we wanted to go with it is just showcase some people. We want to catch up on who's leading the Metro Open or U.S. Open qualifying or junior events or just showcase individuals. and. and again, because we thought there was an area that uh, could uh, could have a focus on it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm more excited. I, I'm not great at this, um, but I'm going to have fun with it. And uh, I appreciate Kurt kind of finally saying, we got to do something. You know, let, let's yeah. just get it going. Um, because, again, our uh, soon-to-be, you know, 15-hour days or when Kurt's running the Metro Open at St. Albans, because I've been a part of a handful of them. Uh, over the years. Um, and I think I'm getting there early at five o'clock or four forty to help pull out some volunteer carts. And Kurt, I think just sleeps there. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can use the locker room, Kurt. We'll, we'll let you, in. we'll, we'll leave the light on for you. Uh, yeah. But Motel no, uh, when I, when I think of, when I think of the country club of St. Albans, I think of Motel Six. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think about uh, nine years of trying to navigate that clubhouse. I, I get lost every time. Yeah. Um, how do you think my guests feel? But um right. <laughs> I, I do have two questions for Kurt real quick uh, oh, wow. before we wrap it up, Andy. Um, so you talk about this uh, farm-made golf course, uh, your brother's uh, buddies back in the day. Yeah. So first question, have you given it a slope and rating yet, Kurt? No. Second have question, not. They, they, they no longer, they don't, they don't, they're no longer farmers on that farm anymore. So okay. I don't think they built that, the Dutzel links anymore. So <laughs> Was there ever a course record? Uh, it, the, there probably was. I'm not aware of it. So I'm not sure I ever kept score on any of those rounds. You know, greens never ran that great. You that's know. my favorite golf, not keeping score. And that's okay, yeah. right? I can just go out and have fun. I don't have to post every round. Yep. Absolutely. Honestly, you go yeah, you don't have to post every round. Yeah, that's right. I know, I know, lots, I know lots of guys who don't post every round <laughs> they play. I'm a big fan of shambles with a good driver of the golf ball so I can keep I- it in play. Boy, that's a that's a that's a great way to play. We can talk about you know great ways to you know to, to make to make your golf event stand out. We can definitely talk about that kind of stuff because everybody has a scramble, so that could right. definitely be one of our topics. Yeah. So, well, just a little preview, guys, of uh, of what this is going to be about. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with that. My name is Andy Hanselman. He's Kurt Rowey. He's Kurt Goss. Thank you very much for listening to the C and C Golf Factory. Well, we don't really have a home yet, so. 
we'll have a tagline there at the end when we get home. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks.